Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to the third episode of From the Den Podcast, where we're going to discuss the 2020 NFL Draft. Last night was the 2021st round of the NFL Draft. And plenty of interesting trades happened, a lot of reaches, a lot of steals. Just a very interesting draft, especially considering it was all virtual, which made it crazier. It just made it a lot more interesting. Yeah, considering all the rumors of hacking, I think the virtual draft went pretty well, and it was still exciting, like you were saying. As for the way that this episode is going to work, Orrin and I are each going to be giving grades for each of the picks, like separate grades for each of the 32 picks. And then after that, we're going to be discussing the biggest steals and biggest busts or biggest reaches of the draft. All right, Oren, take it away with your grade for Joe Burrow. So the Cincinnati Bengals with the first pick, pick Joe Burrow. I thought it was kind of a no-brainer. I I really, really, really thought if a team wanted to move up to get that pick, they would have to get so, so, so many assets because he's just once-in-a-generation player. He he may have a, his weakness, biggest weakness, I would say, is, is uh, arm strength. But I think in general, just the way he played last year, it's if he brings half of that to the NFL, he'll still be a great quarterback. And the Bengals are, first of all, Dalton's getting old. The Bengals really need a, they just really need a leader. They feel like they're, I feel like their organization has just always been not great. They, they haven't won a playoff game in forever. They, they need a leader and Joe Burr is that guy for, so for that reason, I think I'll give it an A. All right, yeah, Oren, I agree with what you were saying, but before I get into that, I just want to lay out my three main factors for deciding on these grades. So first is the player's overall talent. That's pretty self-explanatory if I think the player is talented. Uh, mm-hmm. Second <clears throat> is the player's value for where they are taken. So there could be a great second-round player, for example, but if they were taken in the top 10, then that would really lower their grade. And finally, if the player addresses their team needs. So if a player takes a great wide receiver, but they've already got or if, excuse me, if a team takes a great wide receiver, but they've already got three other good wide receivers on their team, then that would lower the grade that I'm giving them because I don't think they really needed that. Okay, so now back to Joe Burrow. Sorry about that. Um, I also gave him an A. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. He's um, top quarterback in this draft, a generational player like you mentioned. And um, if another team wanted to get him, they'd have to trade a lot. So yeah, not much else to say. I think you. I really. Discovered it. I don't have that much to say against Joe Burrow, but my my personal one concern, and I feel like this could be argued the other way very much, but he only had one good season, and I get he when he was with Ohio State, he was backing up good quarterbacks, and when he played at LSU, he had 16 touchdowns and five interceptions. But I'm just a bit concerned that he's well, not a one year wonder. You know, I've heard you say that before, and we're just talking in separate conversations. You know, I've contemplated that for a little bit, but I actually heard. Uh, an interview or some clip of Joe Burrow talking and it was basically saying he was saying I've been putting in hard work for the past three years and this last season his Heisman winning season which is basically the uh, reward for what he's been doing so I I think of it more as a breakout year more than uh, the outlier no I agree I think that he he did a lot of hard work he had good receivers a good team yeah and also uh, in terms of the good receiver argument um, while some people could say, you know, Joe Burrow was improved by his good receivers, I think you could also say that his receivers were improved by having uh, Joe Burrow at quarterback. No, Sorry yeah, for interrupting I'm, you there. I'm not taking away from Joe Burrow that he had Justin Jefferson and other good receivers. But I, what I am saying is, is that when in this positive situation, he played unreal. 
my only concern is that maybe Cincinnati, where it came into the, the LSU, I'm not saying that I doubt they would have won the national championship without him. Even yeah. a quarterback just a level below, a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even a Justin Herbert, who's a great quarterback, I don't think they would have won with him. But I'm saying is, is in the NFL, he's not going to be on a team with such superior talents compared to the other teams. Well, honestly, I've heard the I, I heard um the announcers kind of saying that after Burrow was drafted about he had how he had so much talent surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like having um, AJ Green and some other great wide receivers and talents on that team. It like uh, Cincinnati is really not the worst offense to go on to. They just were kind of in a in a in a slump. No, okay. you're right. Especially if you look at, for example, Miami. They have like Devontae Parker. They have maybe Mike Jacecki. Yeah, they what I'm saying, basically, there are much worse locations where Joe Burrow could have landed. Yeah, you're right. But my only problem is their offensive line. They have a young offensive line. They have Jonah Williams, who didn't play all last year, offensive tackle from Alabama. But I think that their wide receivers are good. Joe Mixon is good. I think he's planning a holdout, yeah. which would be interesting. They don't have a great tight end, but that's not their worst offense to go into. I'm worried about their defense because if Joe Burrow is put in a situation where he has to score 30, 35 points a game to even win a game, and he doesn't do that and his confidence gets lowered, then maybe he'll regress to the point that he was in his first year at LSU because obviously his confidence grew throughout the year at LSU, and that's why he probably played that great. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to move on from here just because we've got a lot, of more, a lot more picks to discuss. So the Redskins taking defensive end Chase Young, also not a surprise. I would say that would be pretty dumb if they didn't take Chase Young at two. Uh, Chase Young is the best defender in this draft, pretty undebatably. And for that reason, I give the Redskins an A for this selection. I don't, again, short, short little speech there. That's all. Yeah, I can't really argue with any of that. I would say that I think Chase Young is the best player in this draft. He's better than Joe Burrow better than Jeff Okuda, better than every player in this draft. And I think there are a few reasons why. But the main one is, is that when he played in college, first of all, he was dominant. But what makes him such a great prospect is he has speed. He can win with speed. He has power. He can win with power. And he has great pass rush moves. He has all of those. And in college, he used a bit of one, a bit of another. And he still was dominant. I'm just, I'm scared myself to see a player <laughs> like Chase Young have the ability to unlock that potential. I think that especially for him right now he has the skills to be a hall of famer i know that's a huge <laughs> huge thing to say i mean but you but, could say that for any player in the, in the first no, round in the top 10 i mean, I mean yes i get what you mean though he he really has no weaknesses as a he has no event, real so. weaknesses it's not yeah. like i just can't see a real situation where he doesn't become a pro bowler i really oh, yeah i could say that for joe burrow too i mean not to not to go back here but just a little side note like as long as there's not a total collapse you know I I couldn't see Joe Burrow being any less than an average NFL quarterback yeah but um all right yeah also for Chase Young I would also say that what makes that selection great I would give it an A still but they have Jonathan Allen they have Darone Payne they have him they have Matt Ioannidis coming off the bench they have such a great defensive line and I'm not saying that they're going to win eight games because they really have not a great offense. They Darius Geis is constantly injured. You don't know what you're getting. No, I understand. It's a process, though. It's a process. Yeah, and but like also Young they, is the start to having a franchise yeah, piece. No secondary. They don't have amazing, amazing linebackers, like middle linebackers. So I'm not saying that they're going to be amazing, but what I'm saying is, is that if they keep 
rebuilding the way that they are and their players turn out to be pretty solid, mm-hmm. then they could be a pretty scary team in the future. Yeah. Okay, so for the third pick, I well, the Lions picked Jeff Okuda, and I have to give that an A-. I think he really is a exceptional player. They lost Darius Slay. They traded him to Philadelphia. And I think that, especially in a division where you were playing against Rodgers and Kirk Cousins, but not only that, you're playing against Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen. You need a good shutdown cornerback. And I think Jeff Okuda is your guy. The way he plays, I'm not saying that he's going to end up being as good as Darrell Revis, but he, you can't really throw into his area. He's that dominant of a guy. Okay, then why did you give him a minus? What's the, the A minus for? Not just the only an A. reason I give him an A minus yeah. is because. I wouldn't even say it's the Lions' fault. I just think he's like a bit of a step below Chase Young and Joe Burrow. Okay, so that's just fitting into like the talent section of my yeah, factor, yeah, basically. yeah. He's just a got he's it, just got a it. Tiny, tiny, tiny bit worse. He's not okay. Not a huge drop, but just a bit worse. Um. Yeah. Again, we haven't had that much debate. <laughs> I gave Jeff Okuda an A actually, just because I think the cornerback after the loss of Darius Slay is clearly the position that the Lions need him most although they do need some other positions and Jeff Okuda is also clearly the best cornerback in this draft so there's not much else to say I mean the Lions didn't have much else of a choice so I'm just going to give him an A for that selection yeah I think so that first three I'm being pretty boring I guess giving three A's but I promise yeah, you I it'll get a little that... less boring hopefully hopefully yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think Jeff Okuda would like, I agree with you that he should get an A. I just, the only thing is, I feel like he's just, I understand. He's, he's just at a little lower talent level. But just yeah. at a tiny bit of a lower level. Than okay, yeah. Okay, so now moving on. <laughs> the Giants select offensive tackle Andrew Thomas from Georgia, which was the first and arguably the biggest surprise of this draft. Yeah. I really do not like this pick. I gave it a D <laughs> for a few reasons. Well, while I agree that the Giants need an offensive tackle, I, I feel like they could have traded down and taken a better offensive tackle than Andrew Thomas. So this, uh, this doesn't work for my player talent category or for my player uh, value because I think that they could, they could have gotten a better uh, player in that position and at a lower uh, draft pick. I really don't understand why they would take Andrew Thomas. Also, this is one of my main problems when teams uh, take offensive tackles or we'll see later in the draft with wide receivers teams are taking wide receivers early in the draft who aren't projected as high as some other wide receivers that's fine if the Giants think that Andrew Thomas is the best uh, offensive tackle in this draft but I don't understand why they wouldn't use that to their advantage and trade down and get the same guy rather than just staying at four when they could probably get him at like 15 plus unless all the NFL teams have like really liked Andrew Thomas and People were just unaware of this. We obviously we don't know if all the other teams like Andrew Thomas. I don't know if I would say he would go around 11, 12, 13. I I had him projected to around the Browns at 10. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is, is that especially for Andrew Thomas, is that I feel like I agree with you that he was not a great pick, but like I think that the Giants did need an offensive tackle. And I maybe he like especially for the fact that the Giants could have traded down and got him, but I'm not sure if you. It also shows how much they like him because if they were willing to trade down, they were they were willing to not trade down and still pick him. That means yeah. that he was a level above all the other offensive tackles. Which well, really I'm saying, if the Giants think that Andrew Thomas is a level above, but 
none of the other teams think that, why not use that to their advantage and trade down and still get their same guy? It seems like a win-win. That's why I just didn't like um, their selection here. Yeah, I, I, I would give it a C, honestly, because I think that, well, actually the last offensive tackle of the group, I think he was the best. I like Tristan Wirfs from Iowa the most. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I honestly, I thought that Jedrick Wills was better. I don't know about Makai Beckton. I think they were on even, but I think that especially for the Giants as a fit, they got who they needed. They need an offensive tackle because they need to protect Daniel Jones, who had a lot, a lot, a lot of fumbles last year. They need to get a good offensive line to help Saquon Barkley. And I think offensive line really establishes the whole offense as it is. But I think that Andrew Thomas isn't the right guy. I think all the offensive tackles have the ability to have the potential to be great, to be very good. But I'm not sure Andrew Thomas is the has the highest potential or the most consistent potential to be great. And that's why I, mean, I see one thing he does have is um, a high floor. I will say that. Yeah. But I, it's still inexcusable to take him that high. I, I just he's inconsistent. And I feel like for a Giants team that I feel and I know this may be debatable. I feel like they're not that many pieces away. They can't be taking the, this big of risk. They can use that pick to, to really establish an offensive. No, role. I was saying he has a high floor. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I'm saying is, is instead of I feel like the Giants should use this pick to take a more consistent player instead of take one who could instead of taking Andrew Thomas who could either make your offensive line great or make your offensive line terrible. I would take one who could make yours above average, which is what what I think all the other offensive tackles could do. Okay, yeah, yeah, I understand that. So for the fifth pick, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tagovailoa, and I have to give this a B plus because I think skill wise he's great. He his strength may not be scrambling, but he can scramble. He can throw the ball wherever he wants. He reminds me a bit of of Steve Young and Drew Brees combined, which is a huge, huge, huge praise, especially considering I think he can throw. He has he's a very smart quarterback. I think he he has the running ability, but what why I give him a B why first of all I give him a, a B plus is for the Dolphins. I think that for a few factors, it all stems from injuries. What scares me the most about him is he's been injured multiple times. And if you want a franchise quarterback who if he wasn't injured, I, I don't know he wouldn't be number one. I think he would be over Tua, which is crazy to say, but I think that skill-wise, he's great, but I'm worried about the injuries. And when you look at the Dolphins' offensive line, they don't really have anyone. They picked Austin Jackson with pick 18, but he I don't really like him, and he's more of a project, mm-hmm. which means that Tua is going to be taking a lot of hits, which is the opposite of what you want for Tua. And I don't know if he keeps getting injured. I just really don't think that it's a good situation for him. And the reason I didn't give a lower grade is because his skill is just so, so, so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passed him up, and they needed a quarterback. So I think that Tua was the good pick. Yeah, I agree. I think the Dolphins' biggest need was quarterback, although they did have a lot of holes, and that's why they ended up with the fifth pick in the first place. And as for value, I think also Tua was going to go around five, so that makes sense. But just for the player talent, while Tua has undeniable ceiling, he just is so injury prone, and that's why I gave him an A minus rather than an A. Basically, for the same reason. Um, that you gave Jeff Okuda an A minus. Yeah, I think actually Joe Burrow is a step above Tua, even when Tua was playing healthy. I think the way Joe Burrow played last season was better than Tua. The way Tua has ever played, 
So for that reason, I just gave it an A minus, and also because uh, of the injury risk. But I think I think I'd still rather have an injury prone Tua than a um, healthy Justin Herbert. I guess we'll get into Herbert soon. So that's why I only gave it an A minus rather than uh, going as far down to a B plus. Okay, so now I'm just going to go right into Justin Herbert with the Chargers selection. Let me be honest. I really am not a very big fan of Justin Herbert. I think he has a lot of bust potential. I think if a team uh, drafted him and waited a few years, waited for him to develop, then he does have a lot of potential. But he was just so raw last year. And although if you just look at his statistics alone, you could think he played well. I mean, he did play pretty well to get drafted at six. But a lot of his yards and touchdowns came from uh, the offense that Oregon was running, where they had him in a lot of screen passes and just easy throws. Uh, If you look at the Colorado game, for example, he actually played very well and he was making NFL caliber throws. But there were a lot of other games that opposed that where he was playing really terribly. And really, I just don't have enough confidence in Justin Herbert as a quarterback. That's why I really lowered it down on the on the player talent category. As for value, I guess that's where the consensus would have him going. I mean, the, the stuff was all over the board. Some people had Patriots taking him around like 23, but most people would say he was going top 10, top 15. So six really isn't that crazy for player value. And he does address the team's needs, but really I'm not a fan of um, having Justin Herbert as your quarterback right off the bat. I think he needs a few years to develop. And for that reason, I gave the Chargers a B. Yeah, so what I would say is if I could compare him to anyone, I would compare him to Trubisky. I think that if you really, really look at it, sometimes you watch him and you say, wow, that throw is a throw that not all quarterbacks can make. But other times you think, wow, I know not to throw it to that spot. Like sometimes you question him. And I think that I, I think that, the Packers would have been a great situation for him. Now I I'll, we'll get to Jordan love later. And I know the yeah. Packers, it wouldn't have slide that far And either way. The Packers don't really want to trade that much to get him. But I think if he sat behind Aaron Rodgers, that would really, really help him. And what I think about him is, is there's going to be really depends on what situation he's put in, because I think that he could be put in a position where he can become great quarterback. If, but also he can be put in a position where he could be a terrible quarterback. And honestly, I think I'm going to give him a C minus. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I, I thought that I was being all mean to him with giving him a B, but I guess no, I, that oh, was nice. Listen, I'm really not that hot on him with the B. Let me clarify. Sorry, you can go on. Yeah. Yeah. But what I would say is why I got him so low is the chargers. I know that they have the sixth pick and they didn't have a great record. But I feel like they're a win-now team. They have Eckler, who's a good running back. Their offensive line isn't great, but they have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Their defense didn't play great, but they have Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Derwin James. They they have all the pieces. And honestly, I don't understand why they did that poorly last year. I say you could put it mostly on Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I think Phillip Rivers isn't very great in the clutch. Yeah, but what – and Tyrod Taylor is probably going to be the starter for a bit. But what what I would say is is that – for a win the reason I didn't give him like I think if it was another team like the Dolphins who were trying to rebuild I would give it like a B like what you did but I think the situation is so bad because the Chargers are not in a build for the future they're in a win now situation well I think maybe just playing devil's advocate or defending the Chargers here they think that Justin Herbert is a step up from Tyra Taylor. And if you're having that win now mentality, they think that getting a great quarterback is the way to win now rather than sticking with Tyra Taylor. 
as they weren't even able to play well with Philip Rivers, who I would say is probably better than Tyra Taylor in most situations. Oh, no, you're right. But when you look at it, they're one of the biggest, one of the Chargers' biggest needs was offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And there were great offensive tackles available. And That's I felt fair. like, I know that quarterback is such an important position. It really is. But they could have went in free agency and targeted someone, but they didn't. And mm-hmm. I felt like the fact that they didn't means that they want to be with Tyra Taylor, but they didn't. They want Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert, I feel like the only way that he can fully unlock his potential is like what I said, if you were on the Packers or a team that doesn't need a quarterback right now, but the Chargers need a quarterback right now. And that's why I gave it a C minus because it's just not the right fit. And I don't think he's a great player, but he does have the potential to be great. Okay. That's fair for the most part. Uh, We can move on. So the Carolina Panthers selected Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. And I have to give that a, a B plus. Because I think that what's great about him is so versatile. He he can play nose tackle, defensive tackle, defensive end. That's what makes him so great. But I the only, only, only concern or problem that I would say is not necessarily him. It's that I feel like Isaiah Simmons would have been even better. Isaiah Simmons, I get that you're talking about versatile or but Isaiah Simmons plays every position besides defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He played almost pretty practically every position in college. He ran a 4-3, 940-yard dash. He is fast. He's great. And he, they, he played middle linebacker. If they want to put him at middle linebacker, he would have stepped in and replaced Luke Kuechly. And I'm not saying he would have been as good as Luke Kuechly because Luke Kuechly is a future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I understand. It's but just a I think that as a fit-wise, I think Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons would have been better. But I'm not saying – I think that's – I'm not taking away from Derek Brown because I think Derek Brown could be very, very, very good. That's why I gave him the B plus. I actually really like this pick. Derek Brown is one of my favorite defensive players in all of this draft. And the Panthers, one of their uh, most needed positions or uh, their most needed position overall is defensive tackle. So I think this really makes sense to draft Derek Brown. And I gave him an A. I think he really showed himself in college as a great NFL prospect. And I'm excited to see what he can do on this Panthers defense. I think he can really take it to the levels that it's been at um in years previous all right all right so now with the cardinals you were talking about isaiah simmons and you gave uh derrick brown a b plus because they didn't take isaiah simmons basically well i'm giving the cardinals a b plus coincidentally for taking isaiah simmons i actually i still like isaiah simmons but i think that the cardinals uh should uh they could have focused on taking a defensive tackle or even an offensive tackle so just elevate their offense a little bit more than Isaiah Simmons. I do love Isaiah Simmons as a defensive player. I think he's a freak, but I think that the Cardinals should have fo- uh, could have focused on a different position rather than the outside linebacker. And for this reason, I'm giving him a B plus. So what I will say is, is that people like to compare Isaiah Simmons to Brian Urlacher, a speedy linebacker who, who's just a great linebacker. And I think that as a Bears fan, you know that all Bears have had great, great, great defenses, mm-hmm. and they all stem from the middle linebacker. The middle linebacker is the quarterback of the defense, and you could say that most people say that because they call the plays, but really, it all a defense's success usually, yeah. almost all great defenses have a very, very, very good middle linebacker. And mm-hmm. I think that the Cardinals, I really like Kyler Murray. I think they got DeAndre Hopkins. They did get DeAndre Hopkins. I think that they have a good offense that I like Cliff Kingsbury their defense is okay but if they want to elevate it I think the position of need is Isaiah Simmons and he's the perfect guy 
Mm-hmm. I, what I would say is I'm giving this an A+. I think that Isaiah Simmons is one of my favorite players in the draft. And I really, really, really do believe that he's going to be great. And I think that, especially for Arizona, who wants to bolster up their defense, who's in a win-now situation, especially in the hardest division in the NFL, they need to have someone who can really facilitate the defense. When you play against San Francisco, the middle linebacker usually contains, well, the middle linebacker usually guards around, I don't know, he guards like the middle or he he's there to stop the run or to like guard, the, not guard the quarterback, but what's it called? Be in like spy on the quarterback. When you play Wilson, you need a spy on him. When you play the 49ers, you need a run stopping, run stopping linebacker. And I think that, especially in that division, I think that this position is such a need. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the Jacksonville Jaguars selected CJ Henderson, quarterback, cornerback out of Florida. And I have to give that a B for the fact that I think he's great. And I think he's a, he is a shutdown cornerback. He's not Jeff Okuda, but what concerns me is his tackling. Also, I think that he was a, they reached for him a bit. That's why I'm giving them a B because should have went around 15 or 16 instead of nine. And I felt like there were still great players available for Jacksonville. And like I say, I know that I'm going to probably talk about this for Jacksonville's next pick, but I think that their defense is actually pretty solid. And I get that they're not really in a win now situation, but I think that they should have picked Jerry Judy or CD lamb, or I don't even know Henry Ruggs. But what I think is, I think that they should have prioritized getting an offensive player rather than this player, because I think that, I think that that player was a better that a wide receiver would have been a better pick at this pick than CJ Henderson was. Um, I agree a little bit with what you're saying. I actually also gave this pick a B, but first I'm just going to counter your point about taking Jerry Judy or a wide receiver. I actually think the Jaguars are pretty set as for wide receivers. They already have a lot of young promising wide receivers. They can continue to develop and get chemistry with Gardner Minshew. Um, yeah. I gave this a B for the player value section basically i think that tj anderson is a good cornerback he's the second best uh to jeff okuda uh i i agree i had some concerns with his tackling ability and for that reason mostly and that i think he should have been taken later in the draft around uh 12 or 15 is why i gave him a b also i think we'll, we'll get into this a little later but i think cornerback was kind of an unpredictable uh, position in this draft a lot of a lot of weird stuff happened with the cornerback position that we'll get into later I have to agree so moving on from there we have the Browns taking offensive tackle Jedrick Wills Jr. and I actually gave this pick an A I think I'm gonna expect that you gave him a little lower of a pick but I like Jedrick Wills more than um, Tristan Worse. I think uh, Jedrick Wills is more polished as a player overall as an offensive tackle I think Tristan Wirfs has he's a big guy he's a strong guy he's an athletic monster but he still needs to polish some of this form so I I do like this pick and I think that um, the Browns had a pretty terrible offensive line last year and if they want their offense to be like it was expected to be at the beginning of last year then getting a solid offensive tackle can really improve their offensive game yeah so what I will say is I feel like after last year and all after you can tell them free agency, their priority was on offensive line. Mm-hmm. And they went and signed Jack Conklin, Conklin to a big contract and they went and drafted Jedrick Wills. And I'm not saying that I, I, I think I'm giving this pick a B plus mm-hmm. because I think that it was a need of theirs offensive tackle before free agency. They signed 
um, Jack Conklin, which is a great signing. He's one of the best offensive tackles in the NFL. And they drafted Jedrick Wills, which is a great pick. But what I, my only concern is, is that I feel like, I know it sounds crazy after the Brown season. I feel like the Browns are a win now team. And <laughs> Jedrick Wills. Your favorite word. Yeah. Jedrick Wills is a great player and he's a great, he's a great run blocker. My only concern is pass blocking. And I think that, especially for Baker Mayfield, who had a, who had a very, very, very strong second half of his rookie year, came into his second year with great expectations and did not, did not even come close to them. Mm-hmm. I think that people blame the offensive line. I'm not sure if it's the offensive line or him, but no quarterback does worse with, worse with a better offensive line. And I think that even though Jedrick Wills upgrades their, their run block, their pass blocking, I'm not sure that – I'm just a bit concerned that he doesn't upgrade it enough for it to be worth the 10th overall pick. So just to clarify, you'd rather if they like you like them taking an offensive lineman, but you'd rather they took a one who could block the pass a little better. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair so enough. for the New York Jets, I have to give this pick a B plus. Also, I think that Mackay Becton, he's he's six seven, three hundred sixty nine pounds. He ran a five. He ran a five point one forty yard dash. That's very 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 fast for an offensive lineman, especially his size. And I think that he is, he's like a very, very, very good prospect. And I know it sounds a bit crazy to say, but I don't think that the Jets are, I think the Jets are two or three years away from a win now situation. I don't think Sam Darnold is, (laughs) I don't think Sam Darnold is a, I think Sam Darnold could be a franchise quarterback, but I don't think he's reached that yet. And I'll think, I think it'll take him a bit more time to reach that potential. And the Jets, I think I give it a B plus because the Jets really went out of their way to get offensive linemen. And Makai Becton is good offensive lineman. But again, I would have rather them picked another offensive lineman. Anyone like Tristan Wirfs or, well, actually only Tristan Wirfs. But I think that, <laughs> I think that besides the fact that I would have rather have them take Tristan Wirfs, I think that that pick is worth a B plus. And I think that Besides for the fact that I want them to take Tristan worse, I think everything else is great in that pick. No, I really don't like this pick that much. I gave it a C. I think the Jets really should have prioritized taking a good wide receiver, taking Jerry Judy mainly, uh, just because I think their main focus on offense. If like you can have all the all the time in the world to throw a pass, but if you don't have anyone good that's catching it, then it's not really going to do anything great for your offense. And right now, the Jets are very depleted. Uh, as for a wide receiver and drafting a guy like Jerry Judy, I think is going to have a greater or would have had a greater impact on this franchise and turn them in the right direction rather than just one offensive lineman that I don't think will have that big of an impact. So I do agree. I do agree with the fact that they need a wide receiver, but in my opinion, offensive line is bigger need than wide receiver because a wide receiver, I, I get that passing is such a big thing, but what you said is the receiver, the, it doesn't matter if a receiver can't catch a ball if the offensive line's blocking great, but it doesn't matter if the offensive line's blocking great and the receiver can, and it's not, doesn't matter if the receiver, if the receiver can catch any ball. I understand. It works the other way too, but yeah. I still, awesome. even with that aside, I still think that um, if they, like this Jets organization or this Jets team has been projecting downwards for a while and just hasn't really had any great seasons in a, in a while so if they really want to turn that around they got to take a like a good franchise player and a good wide receiver one like jerry judy rather than just having another good offensive tackle that i I don't know what it could do and also with that said even taking an offensive tackle i don't think they took the best one available i think that tristan worse was actually is actually better than mckay Becton. so for that for those reasons i I gave 
is that I one of the reason I value offensive line more than wide receiver because offensive line is very important in the run and pass as the wide receiver rarely obviously the wide receiver needs to block but I would say it's a way 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 more likely that the offensive lineman is going to be the one who's who's blocking or making a hole than the wide receiver usually the wide receiver doesn't have to do much because most runs are towards the inside rather than to the sideline Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) I still stand by my by my decision of giving them a C. I still think that if they want to change the direction that this team is traveling in, their downward uh, direction, then they should have targeted a wide receiver instead. But now, to the Raiders at 12, they took Henry Ruggs. And I actually gave them a B- minus for the same reason I was talking about with the Giants taking um, Andrew Thomas. It's fine if they like Henry Ruggs the most in this wide receiver class, but I don't think that that's an opinion shared with all of the other NFL teams. And for that reason, they could have got the same guy, Henry Ruggs, uh, at a lower pick and gotten better value. So my main problem with this pick is Henry Ruggs' value. He has good talent, but not worth a uh, the 12th overall pick. And yes, the Raiders, the one of their biggest needs is wide receiver. But if you're going to have a pick that high, you should uh, either take the wide receiver that most teams want or trade down and take the guy that you like so what i will say is that i've realized this is kind of a trend with the raiders is that they're very i wouldn't say they're more unorthodox in a way that they said marcus Mariota. why do they need marcus Mariota? they drive they went all the way up to draft henry they went to draft henry ruggs in front of two in my opinion better receivers they picked a cornerback who i think was a third round i think he should have been a second or third round pick I think that they, they're they the type of team that I think that maybe, I know it sounds stupid, maybe they're trying to prove a point that they don't that they don't care what other people think, what, what they pick. But they could have picked, they could have picked Henry Ruggs and picked 19. They okay, I'm not saying that they should have taken Jerry Judy if they liked, um, if they liked Henry Ruggs more just because everyone else no. liked Jerry Judy more. I'm saying no. if they did like Henry Ruggs more, and no one else did. They should have traded down. I've repeated. I agree. And I, I have the same idea as you. I was going to give them a B minus for the fact that I think Henry Ruggs, very, very, very fast. He's yeah. a great, great route runner. He's still my, a great wide receiver. I still like I, the pick, but I don't, not I don't, for the value. I don't get away from the Raiders because I would probably give them an A minus if they picked a 19. My only concern mm-hmm. is that you can't yeah. pass up on Jerry Judy and you can't pass up on CeeDee Lamb. And I just, I feel like, Passing up on a player on a tier that's just below them isn't worth it, especially considering that you could have taken him seven picks later. And that's the only reason I gave them a B minus. Yeah. All right. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traded up with the 49ers to pick Tristan Wirfs. I have to give this an A. I really, really like Tristan Wirfs. I think he, the Giants should have picked him. I think he was the best offensive lineman and uh, best offensive lineman in the draft. And I think that when you look at Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, they just added a huge amount of offensive talent, but does it matter? Tom Brady can't run that much. He needs to stay in the pocket and new England. He's usually had a pretty solid offensive line and you can't go and take a 42 year old Tom Brady, the bad offensive line and risk an injury, especially considering the fact that the Buccaneers are really, I know I use this word a lot, but they're in a win, win now situation. They, they are going. Oh, yeah, that that's one of the ones that I will agree with most because they've acquired all these 
all these yeah. playmakers. I feel, and- like, I feel like, especially for most teams, I say especially Tom Brady, because he might not be injury prone, but he's 40, he's 42, 43. You can't have, you can't just, you can't have a player not 42 or 43 years old keep getting hit over and over. Mm-hmm. And I think that the pick, especially concerning, I really like Tristan Wirfs. That's the reason why I give it an A because if Tom Brady has time in the pocket and isn't getting injured, they're really a Super Bowl contending team. But if he keeps getting hit and eventually might get injured, then they're already out of the playoff race because I can't see a backup quarterback leading a leading a Buccaneers team that improved with a better tight end. Obviously, Gronk, who's great. But besides for adding Gronk and Tom Brady, and if Tom Brady's injured, they only added Gronk, I can't see them doing any better than what they did last year with uh, Jameis Winston, who's better than a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this pick for the most part. Talent-wise, I think I don't think that Tristan Wirfs was the most talented player in this draft, but he was certainly or most talented offensive tackle in this draft, but he was certainly the most talented offensive tackle remaining. And as for his value, I think he was supposed to go 13 or even – uh, like 13 or lower or higher excuse me so I think that he had great value there and he does address uh, one of the Buccaneers main needs so he checks out all three of the boxes but the only reason I gave him a, a B plus and not anything higher than that is I don't really understand why the Buccaneers needed to trade with the 49ers to select that so I guess that kind of fits into the value category I don't think I could see the 49ers taking an offensive tackle maybe I'm mistaken here but I think they have bigger needs um than taking an offensive tackle there. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the 49ers now. They took defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw uh, from South Carolina, and I gave that an A-. minus. I think the defensive tackle is actually one of the positions that they needed most, if not uh, most. So I understand why they made this pick. Um, as for his talent, I, I mean, he's not the most talented defensive tackle there, but I, he might. he's arguably the most talented one remaining on the board. Uh, value he's supposed to go around there so that makes sense and I already said he addresses their needs so that's basically why I gave him an A minus so I'm going to give them an A minus also and I would say the reason I do is because I really like Javon Kinlaw and I think he has the potential to be a great player my only question is is I is his potential even better than what they had before they traded for this pick when they traded away to force Buckner who's a really good player and Mm -hmm. I'm just not 100% sure that even his potential, which is pretty high, will even – I don't know if his potential will be able to reach the – Well, you can make the reverse argument saying that they got a player with even a higher potential than DeForest Buckner and got a lower contract. So it could be also a money issue. No, I get it's a money issue, but I think that – I think that – what I'm saying is that I think that Javon Kinlaw's potential isn't as high as DeForest Buckner's skill is right now. And that's the only oh, yeah. reason yeah. you might have. I don't, okay. I don't think it's that far off. I, I agree that they probably wanted to save money. These the 49ers really, I think they're going to spend a lot of money on players. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I give it an A minus. So the 15th pick, the, the bucket, the Broncos select Jerry Judy. And I have to give this an A. I think that the Broncos really surprisingly can do very well next year. Vic Fangio is going to be able to lead. I would say a top 15 or top 10 defense last year who added some big pieces and Jarrell Casey, they added, a, they added some players, and I think that, in general, I think that their defense could be great. I think Drew Locke played pretty well last year. They got Melvin Gordon. They shored up their offensive line, and now they have Cortland Sutton, who's proven to be a very, very good receiver, and Jerry Judy. I think that this is a great pick for them. Yeah, I basically 100% agree with you there. I gave this pick an A also. I think that Jerry Judy was the best wide receiver in the draft, <clears throat> 
and being able to get him at 15 was a steal almost. So he checks out for player talent and player value. And as for, as for their needs, I think it was between cornerback and wide receiver. And I would say that the Broncos biggest need was at wide receiver, having a young quarterback like drew lock, the best thing you can do for him, aside from maybe giving him a good offensive line is some great weapons to throw to. So with a guy with as much potential and who's already proven himself as much as Jerry duty, I think the Broncos just made the great and uh, just a great selection here. Yeah. All right. Now on to the Falcons who made a pick that I am not as big of a fan of. I gave AJ Terrell, the pick of AJ Terrell, a C. This is what I was saying when I was mentioning um, all the, how crazy the cornerbacks were in the first round of this draft. I understand that the Falcons, one of the Falcons main needs is drafting a cornerback, but this just goes down to the thing I've been saying this whole time with if you like the guy, but not a lot of people seem to be like seem to want to take him that high. Why not just trade down? So this fits into the category of uh, value once again. I don't understand why the Falcons needed to take him at sixteen. Yeah, I would give this a B minus. I don't want to be as harsh as you because he did play well in his college career, and he does have pretty solid potential, and he does fit a big need for Atlanta. My only concern for him is that first of all they took him too high and second of all he didn't play well against good talent which scares me but at the same time Clemson didn't really play that much amazing 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 talent yeah they didn't play like a ranked team for most of the year yeah so the only thing I would say is maybe that was just he had one or two bad games and both those bad games were coincidentally against good receivers well or maybe just like he's just bad in big games which I guess is bad also (laughs) Yeah, that is bad. Um, for the Cowboys selected C.D. Lamb, and I have to give this an A. They stole C.D. Lamb. I think him. I I think he was the best receiver in the in the draft. Really, I think he should have went eight or nine somewhere around that area. That's where his skill should have been. The Cowboys don't necessarily need a wide receiver, but the only reason I think that I'm still giving this an A is just because of how great of a steal it was. I think that they have Amari. They do have Amari Cooper, and I think he's a great receiver. They have Michael Gallup, who is a player who could be pretty, be pretty good. He has the potential to be pretty good, and he showed it. And I think that wide receiver three is a need for teams. It's not a huge, huge, huge need. But the fact that they still got CeeDee Lamb, their offense is going to be explosive with a better offensive line, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and an amazing wide receiver. I just I, I can't really see how they'll be that bad that last year. Um, year. the. The reason that I gave the Cowboys a lower grade than you, you actually said it yourself. They don't really need a wide receiver. I think that this pick had great value and CD Lamb has great talent. He's uh, the second best, in my opinion, your opinion, the best, which I can understand in this draft. But I just don't see, I think the Cowboys have a lot greater needs than wide receiver. They they have Michael Gallup and uh, Mari Cooper right now. And while it's great to have, um, uh, like a three wide receiver where defense is really hard to guard. I think they could have gotten a more even team by taking a uh, drafting some, de- like focusing on their defensive needs rather than trying to get three great wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Dolphins selection via the Steelers. Um, they drafted offensive tackle Austin Jackson from USC. And I am giving that pick a B minus while offensive tackle is, um, the position that I think the Buccaneers needed, uh, excuse me, not Buccaneers. I think the Dolphins needed the most aside from quarterback. I think they could have taken Austin Jackson uh, way later. Yeah. This goes into the thing I was saying about value earlier. <laughs> I've said this thing a lot. If you like a guy, but other teams don't like him, 
why not just trade down? Not much yeah. else to say. Yeah, so I have to give this a C plus. And what I would say is, is that Austin Jackson, he's more of a project. And I guess that the Dolphins are, they don't really need to win now. My only concern is, is Tua. And I'm concerned that if they don't have a good offensive line, he's going to be put in situations where he'll be hit a lot. And especially with an offensive tackle like Austin Jackson, who could turn out pretty well. But my only concern is he's not, he's more of a project is that he's going to be pretty bad his first year and Tua might get hurt because of that or something like that. And that's my, that's my only concern. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Las Vegas Raiders selected Damon Arnett quarterback, cornerback out of Ohio state. And I have to give this a D I think that the only reason I'm not giving this an F, which is pretty harsh is because they needed a cornerback. I think he was a second or third round player, which was picked at pick 19. I get that there weren't amazing, amazing cornerbacks available, but I like Teron Diggs, Jeff Gladney more than him. And I think that, they just reached way, way, way too far to get a player that they didn't need. Just like, just like with Henry Ruggs, I still gave that around a B minus or a B because he's a great player. But I don't know if Damon Arnett is the guy that I would really say is a great player. Yeah, I'm right with you on this one. I also gave him a B for basically the same reasons that, well, the Raiders did need a cornerback. I don't think it was uh, some of their, uh, like their top, top priority. And I don't understand why they needed to reach that much. It all comes down to value. And I don't think Damon Arnett was um, the most talented cornerback available. And even the most talented quarterback available could have been taken. Like, I don't know if he's worthy of a 19th overall pick. So I don't really understand this pick. Yeah. Moving on to the Jaguars. They took off OLB, Kaylevon Chase on. Out of LSU, I give this pick an A. I actually really like it. I really like the way uh, he played last year, and I think he's a great NFL prospect. Also, the Jaguars really needed an OLB. Um, yeah, he and as for value, he was he was supposed to go higher or around there, so that makes sense. Talent, I already said he's a talented player, and he addresses their needs, so that checks out all three boxes for me, and that's why I gave this pick an A. So again, I'm, I think I'm going to give an A minus because I really do like him, but there are two major concerns that I have injuries. I'm not sure that you, especially with him, I'm not sure he's not very durable. He's an injury prone player, which Mm -hmm. concerns me, but also what concerns me is that the Jaguars, I think that they have bigger need than outside linebacker was wide receiver and Caleb on Chasen is an outside linebacker. And I think that they could have still taken a good receiver like Justin Jefferson here. But I still really like Caleb on Chaston. So I'm still like, in debate with you on the wide receiver thing. I really don't think the Jaguars should have targeted wide receiver early. Just my opinion. But I think they already have a good young core of receivers that they can build off of and they should focus on um, outside linebacker. Okay, so what I would say is what I would say is for the Philadelphia Eagles, they picked Jalen Rieger, and I would give this a B. I like Jalen Rieger. I think he's a good receiver, and I think that mostly all the receivers are good. But I think the pick after is Justin Jefferson. He's just a bit of a step above. And I'm not really sure why they passed on Justin Jefferson to go with Jalen Rieger. But besides that, it does fit a need of theirs wide receiver. Last year, the, through it was like the, the last four or five games, their leading wide receiver was a player who moved from running back to wide receiver, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. And clearly they really, really need a wide receiver. That's the only reason I'm not giving them a lower grade. Um, yeah, I gave this uh, B minus. Well, I agree that certainly their highest need was a wide receiver. First of all, I think Justin Jefferson is a lot more talented than Jalen Rieger. But if the Eagles didn't think that, that's fine. I just don't understand 
why they didn't trade down. <laughs> I, I sound like a broken record at this point, but there's really nothing else I can say for all these picks. There was just so much reaching that went on in this draft. It's insane. What, why couldn't the Eagles just trade it down if they liked Jalen Rieger so much? Maybe the rest of the NFL liked him, and I'm just unaware of that. But that is the reason I gave him a B-. Just the value of Jalen Rieger uh, just really affected this grade so much that I don't think he's worth a 21st overall pick, or at yeah. least the rest of the NFL doesn't consider him that. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the Vikings. I am a fan of the pick of Justin Jefferson. Um, for all like the opposite reasons that I was talking about with uh, Jalen Rieger, I think Justin Jefferson is more talented than Jalen Rieger anyway. He was the most talented wide receiver available easily. Um, the Vikings' main two needs were cornerback and wide receiver, so it makes sense that they took a wide receiver. And as for value, getting Justin Jefferson at 22 is great. Um, yeah, nothing really I can complain about with this pick, so that's why I'm giving it an A. Yeah, so what I will say, I'm giving it an A- because I think that Justin Jefferson is a really, really, really good receiver. And I would give this like a higher A- minus, just just a tiny bit low in A. A minus 0.5. A minus 0.5, exactly. <laughs> um, the only reason I'm not giving this an A is because I felt like wide receiver, they they need to have a need a wide receiver, but they have no cornerbacks. And I get that they drafted Jeff Gladney later, but mm-hmm. I feel like I get there were no cornerbacks drafted between here, but I think they should have traded up to draft maybe A.J. Terrell. And I get I didn't even like A.J. Terrell's pick, but they have such a big need at cornerback that I would have yeah. been I would have been okay with them trading up to get it. Uh, before we move on here, I just want to mention I think the Vikings have been pretty smart this offseason with trading Stephon Diggs. As much as I like to make fun of uh, my Vikings friends, I really think uh, Stephon Diggs was kind of a cancer to their team. He was providing a lot of negative energy, and they were basically able to uh, uh, move away from his contract and draft a guy with just as much potential. And I, I really think that was a smart move for them. And they managed to get um, good picks out of the Stefan Diggs deal anyway. Yeah, so what I will say is they did take – he was not a great player for their team, and he did take off money. But what I would say is the goal for Justin Jefferson is his highest peak, I think, is to be somewhere around Stefan Diggs. I get that they're not the same skills and that yeah. they have, they have yeah. different skills. But, like, overall, I think as a wide receiver, the goal is to get to that. And I feel like the Vikings, especially with Kirk Cousins, deal how much money they're spending. Kirk Cousins is 31 years old. People don't realize that they're in a real win now situation. They have two or three years left to win now, and then they have to start rebuilding. And yeah. I think Justin Jefferson's great, but I'm not sure that it was worth trading away to find digs if you're in a real win now situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the Chargers traded with the Patriots to get the 23rd pick, and they selected Kenneth Murray. And I really, I have to give this pick an A because I think that the Chargers really need to bolster their defense. And I think that their defense is very, very strong. They just have a few holes here and there. And then if they bolster it, it'll become elite. And I think that Kenneth Murray is the right guy. He's a bit undersized, but his skill is there. And I think he can step in and play pretty well. Um, Okay. I really like Kenneth Murray as a player. I think his talent is great and the value here is great for the Chargers. but. I do not like that the Chargers took a linebacker here. It doesn't make sense to me. I think that they should have focused on improving their offense or their offensive line, especially for their newly drafted quarterback, instead of focusing. Well, I understand that they could try to make their defense elite. I think it would be smarter to um, make their offense better surrounding uh, their new quarterback rather than 
trying to improve a defense that already is pretty good. And that's why I gave this a B minus, actually. Pretty harsh, but yeah, I stand by it. So now the Saints took Cesar Ruiz center out of Michigan. I give that pick a B plus. Pretty simple pick here. Cesar Ruiz was supposed to go in uh, late uh, 20th overall, like 30 whatever overall. So this makes sense. Uh, the Saints taking a center here. That's one of the positions they needed most. And uh, he's probably the most talented center. So it makes sense. B plus. Solid. Nothing exceptional. That's why I just left it at a B plus. Yeah. I think that Cesar Ruiz, I would give this a B because I think they stretched a little bit on him. But mm-hmm. I also, it's not a huge need of theirs. But when you're the Saints, you I feel like the Saints don't have that many big needs. And I think that Cesar Ruiz is going to be pretty good. I, I like his potential. And that's the reason why I give this a B. Okay. So the, four, the 49ers selected Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State. I think of that a B plus, And I think that when you're in Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's mostly run, but it's also it's, it's run and then play action. And what makes, I think, this pick so great is that Brandon Ayuk can take the top off of the defense. He's a pretty speedy wide receiver. And I think that what makes him great is that him him using his speed, especially on play action, will be able to open up the run game because safeties will have to play farther back and the cornerbacks will have to worry more about his speed, which means it's easier for running backs to find bigger holes. Yeah, I also uh, I really like this pick. I would say I give it I gave it a B plus. I think Brandon Ayuk is an awesome fit on this 49ers offense. It's going to be really exciting. I think he'll have a role like Debo Samuel where he's uh he, he's a really good he's a big speedster and that's uh the type of players that Kyle Shanahan likes on this 49ers offense so I'm really excited to see what he's going to do um maybe for as for value uh people had him all over the board so I, I think maybe he could have gone a little lower that's why it was only b plus but aside from that I really think that's a, a good pick by the 49ers I like it especially yeah. since they addressed defensive tackle earlier yeah now, on to the Green Bay Packers, a very exciting and one of the most shocking picks in this draft. Many people were expecting them to take a wide receiver so that Aaron Rodgers could have some more talent to throw to. But instead, they go with quarterback Jordan Love, likely Aaron Rodgers' future replacement out of Utah State. Orin, I really don't know what you're going to give this pick, but I give it a B, which I think is less harsh than a lot of other people have been saying. While I understand that certainly if the Packers want to uh, continue to compete. They need more talent surrounding Aaron Rodgers rather than drafting Aaron Rodgers' backup. If the Packers like Jordan Love, which I assume they did, I think it makes sense to take a quarterback in the first round here, uh, have Aaron Rodgers really help him develop for the next few years. And then I, I think that there's such a um, a large wide receiver class this year that I think the Packers can still get a great wide receiver in the second round. Uh, maybe even Denzel Mims. He's one of my favorite wide receivers. I think he'll be a good steal for whoever takes him. And I could see him doing very well on this Packers offense. So if the Packers, especially if the Packers end up taking a wide receiver in the second round, which we'll have to see, this is being recorded on Friday afternoon. uh, Then I really do like this pick because that means that they managed to get some talent for Aaron Rodgers while planning for the future also. So I might just be a biased Bears fan, but I'm giving this a C minus. It's pretty harsh, but I think that Jordan Love, he does have the skills. He has a great arm. He, he has a very, very good potential. He reminds me a bit of Trubisky with like a bit better of an arm and way more inconsistent. I know it's crazy to think that someone's more like inconsistent passes. But what I think is, what I would say is, is that 
The only reason why I'm not giving this an F is because he can learn behind Rodgers. I don't think he's obviously has the skill, but he's not very, he doesn't really know when's the right time to throw. He doesn't have great mechanics. And what I think, especially for the Packers, who just went 13 and three, they really need a wide receiver or a tight end. And they just didn't get it. This wide receiver draft is pretty deep, but it goes from like the late first till the early second. And the Packers don't have an early second. They have a late second. So they might, they might have to trade up in the second round pick. Well, yeah, well, we'll have to see what happens. And I guess we can discuss later, but also I didn't tell, I, I think at least in the Packers eyes, they probably see, um, they probably see Jordan love as being, uh, as being like being talented, of course. And I think that was pretty good value at 26. That I mean, some people had him going later, but I think that was around where he was supposed to go. Um, as for needs, I mean, probably quarterback is the position they needed least. But still, aside from that, I still I, I admire the Packers' boldness and really thinking ahead, even though they, I agree that they should be trying to um, get some more weapons for Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah. why I gave him a B. So for the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech, and I have to give this a B minus. Thought that the Seahawks had other needs, and Jordan Brooks is a player who is very, very, very good in. He's a very he's a tackling machine, but he's not a very consistent pass pass. He's not a very consistent coverage guy, and that's what concerns me. That's the only reason why I'm giving this a B. Um, I give this a D actually. Whew, pretty harsh, but. Yeah. I don't know. I think that they were – I don't think the Seahawks need a linebacker. I don't understand why they took him. They have other defensive needs. They have other offensive needs, much bigger than linebacker. Uh, and also, I think that there are better linebackers on the board uh, other than Jordan Brooks. One of them we'll see at the next pick coming up. So I, I don't understand really the thought process in this pick. So it, it doesn't really check out the box of talent because I think there are more talented players. Value, who's supposed to go a lot later, and – um if he fits in with their needs, no, I don't think he does. And for those reasons, I give it a D. Um, the only reason it wasn't an F, I guess, is I do still like Jordan Brooks, even though I said that there are some other better linebackers than him. So now moving on to one of those better linebackers, the Ravens select linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. I like this pick more than the last pick, but I'm still a little A on it. I mean, I gave it a B, which is pretty good. I think the Ravens could have, um, they have some bigger needs, but still, um linebacker is one of their biggest it would have been cool if they drafted a wide receiver but i understand their thought process if they're going to take one in the later rounds um they do have some good offensive weapons but they still don't have really a solid wide receiver one right now and um i think they could have focused on offensive linebacker rather than inside linebacker but with that said patrick green is still a great player uh they got good value out of this pick he's a talented player and he is one of their needs, so that's why I gave him a B. So I'm going to give this a B plus because I think Patrick Crane's a good, a very good linebacker, and I agree that they did have some other needs, and that's the only reason why I'm not giving this higher grade. He's a bit undersized, but he plays with a lot of aggressiveness. He's a good all-around player. That's why I give it a B plus. And the Tennessee Titans select Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia, and I give that a C plus. I know it's a bit harsh, but I think that – especially right now, I'm not giving this a lower grade because I think that they do need an offensive lineman, especially offensive tackle. They lost Jack Conklin in free agency, and it's a bit – they need an offensive lineman because they just signed 
a 30-year-old Ryan, Ryan Tannehill to a big contract. They have Derrick Henry, who just came off a ridiculous playoffs, you know, just ridiculous playoffs. They need a good offensive line. But my only concern, the, why, the reason why I give it such a low grade, is because I think that Isaiah Wilson, I don't like him that much. I think they reached on him. But also, I think he's more of a project than a plug-and-play guy right now. And that's why I don't really like the pick. Yeah, I agree with most of what you were saying there. I gave Isaiah Wilson a uh, B- minus for most of the same reasons that you were saying. But it does excite me, the idea of um, Derrick Henry having a great blocker. So if Isaiah Wilson does pan out, that's one of the reasons I wasn't too harsh on this pick. But B- minus is still uh, not very favorable. Um, I Also, I think offensive tackle was one of the Titans' biggest needs. So it was good that they addressed that. But I do agree that they reached a lot on this pick. Yeah. So moving on to the Dolphins uh, pick, they picked cornerback Noah Igbenogany out of Auburn. Uh, I give this pick a D minus. I am really not a fan of this pick, and I don't really understand it. Um, I guess I'm just being nice. That's why I didn't give it an F. But as for talent, I, I don't know how talented he is. I mean, value-wise, he was supposed to go in the later rounds. And the Dolphins have many holes. But I don't think that cornerback is one of them. I don't, or at least that cornerback is one of the ones that they should address, should have, should have addressed in the first round of their, uh, in the draft. Especially since they had all these picks, they could have taken uh, a different position. They really addressed cornerback already in the offseason. and I don't understand why they would take not only a cornerback but this cornerback when a guy like Jeff Gladney is still around, who I think is better. Yeah. So I'm giving this a B. I honestly think Noah Igbenogany is better than Jeff Jeff Glandy, Gladney. But what I will say is that they had bigger needs, especially with running back and safety. And I think that I do like Noah Igbenogany, but I think that they should have filled another uh, another. They should have got a, either a running back or a safety. And both of them, they had pretty good players. Xavier McKinney was still available. They could have had DeAndre Swift as a running back. They could have got multiple other running backs, but they still chose to go cornerback, and that's the only reason why I'm not giving this an A. Yeah. So onto the Minnesota Vikings, they picked Jeff, Jeff Gladney, cornerback at a TCU, and I give this a B. He's, I give this a B minus, actually. He's pretty injury-prone, and I don't think his talent is amazing, but the only reason why I'm not giving this a terrible, terrible grade is because they need cornerbacks. They have such a dire need for cornerback. It, that I think that that makes it a lot better of a pick. I'm giving this a B plus actually, because as I mentioned before, I think uh, Jeff Gladney is pretty good, and he definitely is the Vikings' most needed position aside from wide receiver, maybe. So I definitely understand what they're doing with this pick. He was obviously the best, or at least in my opinion, the best cornerback available. So at that pick, it makes a lot of sense to take him, and that's why I gave him a B plus. Now moving on to the Chiefs. This is an interesting pick. I'm actually a pretty big fan of this pick. They took running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I have a lot to say. So as for talent, I really love Edwards-Alaire. I think he's going to be an outstanding dynamic player. If you look at the way he played at LSU, he could uh, stop in the middle and uh, run straight like to either direction. He's just very dynamic in that aspect. Um, As for value... I think they could have waited a little longer, but I just love him so much as a player that I, I, I respect them taking him. Yeah. And um, as for if the team needed him, this is kind of debatable. I don't think Williams was that bad, but I also don't think their running game in general was very good. And they, uh, you can make the argument that they should have 
address the uh, their defensive needs instead. But I just think of how if uh, if he pans out the way I expect him to, then I'm just anticipating a very dominant Chiefs offense, and that's why I give this a B plus. I have to give this an A minus because I think that surprisingly the Chiefs offense got better this offseason, which is a really scary thing that I'm saying. Yeah, but I think that. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a combination of Tariq Cohen's height and speed with David Montgomery's agility. Yeah, agility, that was the word. Yeah, agility and just his versatile, his versatility. And I think that he's, I think that he's a really, really, really good player. I think he'll fit in the Chiefs offense, especially considering he's a good receiver. And I think that it just, especially, I think he's a good runner also. But I think that having a good running back takes so much pressure off Mahomes that I, I get he's an MVP and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, debatably the best in a future Hall of Famer. But what I still think is no quarterback does worse with a good running game. And I think that it'll, it'll make... Well, Mahomes, statistically, they might do worse, but in terms of success. Their success, yeah. And I think that Mahomes, with a good running game, can do even better than what he did last year, which I, I, wow, hope, wow, okay. I hope that for the whole NFL that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, you brought up a few good points there. I forgot to mention he's great as a wide receiver. And now I was thinking that you were going to be lower on this pick, so I thought I was being all high with B, my B+. Plus. But now I seem strict, and I kind of wish I moved it up. But that's fine. I'm going to keep it at a B plus because they could have still taken a defensive player. So that is it for our grade reviews. Now we're going to move into uh, the reaches and uh, steals. So, Oren, you can go first. So I think I'll start off with reach. And I think my biggest reach is Damon Arnett, quarterback, cornerback at Ohio State. Like I said earlier, he's a second or third round player that, got, that the Raiders picked. And I think that I, I get that they need a cornerback, but they could have traded up three picks and picked A.J. Terrell. And I'm not, I'm not saying I love A.J. Terrell. But what I will say is that A.J. Terrell versus, versus Damon Arnett is such a big gap that it's worth trading a third round pick. Um. I could definitely agree with you on that pick, but just for the sake of, you know, having a nice debate, I'm going to say Andrew Thomas was the biggest reach. It it just doesn't make sense to me. It boggles me. I've already mentioned this way earlier when we were talking about the pick of Andrew Thomas, but it just seems like a, such a waste of a fourth round pick, uh, excuse me, a fourth overall pick to me. Uh, If they want to take a nice solid player like Andrew Thomas, fine, but why not just move down? Uh, like a way lower pick and do that why do you why do you have to waste your fourth overall pick that's why I think it's such a reach to take him there yeah if, yeah yeah so I think my steal one of my steals the biggest steal the draft CD Lamb wide receiver out of Oklahoma I think he's the best receiver in this draft better than Jerry Judy by a slight bit but I think that the Cowboys stole him and we're not talking about fits or anything right now we're talking about who got the best value for their pick and that's the reason why I think it was the biggest steal because pick 17 it's very rare to find a player with Stevie Lamb's skill at pick 17. And I think that the Cowboys really, really lucked out. And I get that he may not be a great fit for the Cowboys because they don't really need a wide receiver. Uh, but I think that the fact they still got him at 17 makes him such a great steal. Uh, I have basically the same mindset for you, but I'm just going to go with Jerry Judy uh, with the Broncos because I think that he's the best wide receiver. And uh, a lot of people were projecting Jerry Judy to go in the top 10 especially since for the most people, for most people, he was um, the best wide receiver and they thought of him as the best wide receiver. So the fact that the Broncos were able to get him at 15, especially that they needed a wide receiver the most, I think is such a steal. And I think I'm very excited to see how he pans out on this Denver offense. Yeah. So we're going to do one more reach and then one more steal each. So my reach is Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC. 
I get that he is a project, but I'm not really sure that it's worth the pick, especially for them right now. I feel like with Tua, you they should have they they just need to solidify their offensive line because I think at this point it's their biggest, biggest, biggest need. And they just I don't think that they did that with that pick. I think that Austin Jackson may be may be an average offensive tackle. I'm not very high on him. But what I will say is is that he needs time to become an average offensive tackle. And what scares me is that Tua is gonna be is gonna be in the pocket while Austin Jackson is being a terrible offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And eventually he may become average, but I'm not sure that by that time Tua won't have 10 broken legs and just be hobbling off the field. Okay. Um, another big reach, I think, was AJ Terrell. Terrell sees me out of um, Clemson. I was saying, I think it makes sense that the Falcons took a cornerback, but it just confused me how like the top two cornerbacks deserve to go that high. But aside from that, I think that they could have waited. I don't understand why all these teams didn't just trade down. I don't think that they're I don't think he's worth uh, the 16th overall pick. And that's why I think it was a reach, despite that I will say um, the Falcons didn't need a cornerback. So I'll say my steal is Tristan Wirfs off of the tackle out of Iowa. He was my best offensive tackle, my highest grade offensive tackle out of all the four offensive tackles that were taken through the first 13 picks. And he was taken last. The Buccaneers filled the need. And I get that we're not really talking about needs, but I think the fact that they got an offensive tackle, usually offensive tackles, this is a very good offensive tackle draft. Usually offensive tackles aren't this, this skilled. And considering that I think they got the best one at a very low pick, that was, I think, one of the biggest deals, if not the biggest deal. Okay, another big steal, I think, is Kalevon Chason. I already talked about how I thought it was a good pick. I gave it an A because also it just fits in with the Jaguars. Um, I really think they stole him here. I think he showed a lot of potential at LSU. And you did mention he was a little injury prone, but I still think for how much potential and how great of a player he was, that him sliding down to 20 is kind of crazy. And I think it was just a great pick for the Jaguars. Yeah, so that's it for this episode. Thank you all for watching. And bear down. Bear down, guys. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.